three can't fail tips for staying healthy and powerful on your million dollar journey. This topic is for tired and on the run entrepreneurs, executives, leaders, and achievers. Learn three strategies you must master to increase energy, shed excess pounds, and look your best. Welcome, everyone. You're about to go on the Wellness Driven Ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Let me introduce our incredible guest. A top-rated health and lifestyle coach, author of the best-selling book, Fitness for Women Who Love to Eat and Hate to Move, and creator of the life-changing and performance-boosting virtual mentorship and community, Defy Your Age, Live Better, perform better, and flourish after 50. Esta is on a mission to arm women with the mental, emotional, and physical strength and resilience to accomplish more now than they ever did when they were younger. After many years of exploration, trial, and error, Esta has learned that each of us is cut from a custom cloth requiring uniquely exquisite solutions. She knows that with a well-chosen team, it is possible to focus on health rather than lifespan, traveling a road that leads us to be our most fit selves, aging with health, power, and dignity. Please help me welcome the beautiful, the incredible, the flourishing Esta McIntyre. Wow. Thank you for that. What a beautiful introduction. Oh, my pleasure for a beautiful person, a beautiful human being who is doing incredible things in the world. Esta, thank you for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Please, let's tell our audience all about you. Introduce yourself. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it's so funny. I did not start out in fitness. In fact, I sat in a chair 
I would say almost 24 seven now that I think about it. Uh, and I worked corporate. Uh, I, I did, I was in the, with the same company for over 30 years sitting in that chair. Wow. And so getting myself to get up out of that chair and move was no small feat. Let me tell you. And, um, I'll give you a two-second story. Well, it's a little bit more than that, but how I got involved in fitness. So, you know, I'm the product of two clinically obese parents. So my dad was up 100 pounds, down 100 pounds, up 100 pounds. And my mom, my mom was very, very similar. And so I could see myself following that path. And I would lose 65, gain 65, lose. I did that five times in my adult life. And the, the last time I did it, I was so annoyed with the whole process that I, I did what any self-respecting woman would do. I went to a plastic surgeon and I said, I want you to suck it out. <laughs> and, you know, thankfully he was a conservative doctor and he looked at me and he said, you know what? You're too big. Right. So when, when a plastic surgeon who could make thousands of dollars on the surgery tells you you're too big, you know, you know, you've got some work ahead of you, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was the beginning. And I, I actually thought, okay, I'll, he wanted me to lose, uh, he wanted me to be 155. At that time, I was probably 185 when I walked in the door and I'm five one and a half, five, two. So, so I, I said, fine, I'll lose the weight. And, um, and I took a drug. I took Fenfen. Have you ever heard of that drug? Um, I believe that I have. It's like speed. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's fentramine and fenfluramine. Now the fentramine is the speed part. So when you wake up in the morning, you took that fentramine. And when you went to bed at night to bring you back down, you would take the fenfluramine but the fenfluramine got pulled off the market because it was causing heart problems. And, and just to give you an idea of how crazy I was, my response to that drug being taken off the market was, oh, thank goodness I, I got to have it before it got taken off the market. You know, <laughs> that's how <laughs> crazy my brain was about uh, getting the weight off. But fast forward now. So um, when I was, I did go back and have some surgery done when I was 40 years old. And at the time of this recording, I'm 67. So, wow. so I, I, I knew I had to do something more than take a drug. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the abbreviated story of this is that I went to a chiropractor who had a, a weight loss program and he introduced me to someone to, to someone who was a trainer to the stars and, and the trainer to the stars said, well, you know, I'll give you a free session. And of course I grew up in the New York city housing projects. And I thought I'm not going to pay for him because, because he was trainer to the stars. I probably can't afford him. Um, and I did, I kept going to get free sessions with him and his, and his, undergrad degree was in exercise physiology, but his master and doctorate are in psychology. So while he was beating up my body, he was up in my head. Oh. It, it's true. And I, uh, I, 
I learned so much from him. But one day I went in there and he said, it's time for you to pay it forward. And I said, mm. pay it forward? What does that mean? <laughs> and so at the end of the day, I went back to school and I got credentialed. And that was 20 or so years ago now. So that was my start, my foray into fitness. Yeah. That, as I am so glad that you're here on this show because I didn't know this history and really what, how, when I see you, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting what she's doing. And, and I love what she's doing. And I get a little more intimacy with you because of eWomen, but I haven't actually heard your story. So this is so cool that you're sharing it with us. Um, you know, coming from obese parents and dealing with it yourself, you don't even look like you've had a history with weight issues. Oh, you're um, so fine. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very obvious that you're passionate about it and you've done the work, especially coming from a background where you, you went, you seeked out, you know, um, oh, I can't think now, but you, you wanted to go into the knife, right? Oh yeah. You took drugs that were severely unhealthy for you. You were going to whatever extremes path of least resistance, the, the path of least resistance, whatever right. extremes to alleviate the extreme issue you were dealing with. Exactly. And through that coming to some really eye-opening and awakening moments. And how cool is that, that your, your mentor told you, let's, let's give this back now. What are let's you going to do? Forward. What are you going to do to pay it forward? That scared me more than anything, I think, you know, and the other thing with him was that he was very expensive and I still had my New York city housing project mentality and the way I paid for him for two and a half years, get this. So I had clothes by that time that were too big on me and I learned how to sell on eBay. So I would, you know, go into my closet, put it on eBay and then, you know, by the time I put all my bigger clothes on eBay, I had probably 300 bucks at, saved in the account. And then I went to Ross and TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all those stores. And I would leaf through the, you know, the racks. I would put, I'd find something, put it up on eBay, on eBay. And if it didn't sell, I would return it. That's how I paid for him for two and a half years. Wow. What a really? Wait, there's a will, there's a way, right? Uh, thank you for that tip. <laughs> right. No, that's incredible. And, and you're right. When there's a will, there's a way. And what a cool, cool. Changed my life. Uh, yeah. Um, awesome. So <laughs> when we get back from this commercial, I want to talk a little bit about, do you really uh, love to eat and hate to move? And I want to jump a little bit into that because that's the title of your book, which is brilliant. <laughs> by the way. And so let's talk more about that after this commercial. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. 
and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. So tell me a little bit about this awesome book that you created from all of these experiences and jumping into business a little bit, but you titled it, um, you know, do you really, well, that's not your title. It's fitness for women who love to eat and hate to move. And that is my baby picture. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Tell me more about this and the title. It's true. I mean, I, I love food and honestly, I tell my clients, I think food is, you know, part of the joy of life. Yeah, It's unlike any other addiction because, I mean, you can't go cold turkey, really. You right. know, you can't give up food for life and we're surrounded by it. And so you have to make peace and live with it. But mm-hmm. it is true. I do love to eat. And I always say, I don't know if you can see the picture here, the eyes, and, you know, I, I asked my mom, how did you get me to look so fiercely to one side? And you want to guess? How? Food. <laughs> and, I, and I always joke that it works to this day, you know? Yeah. So um, the movement part, when I say I hate to move, I don't, I don't love traditional exercise. I mean, please, God, don't make me do a burpee. Don't make me lunge from one, you know, so I looked for fun and vi- other viable ways to move and get the job done. And, and some of those things, like when I was 65, I was the master trainer for the state of California for fitness bungee. So, you know, you have these bungees that hang from the ceiling and you run and you fly around. The, it's so much fun. So oh my gosh, I don't think I've heard of that. Tell me more about that, because that sounds incredible. Do they so still fun. have gyms? <laughs> so fun. They hang from the ceiling and you you have a professional harness. So you're harnessed in and, you know, you for 
okay, I'll get to therapeutics later, but for regular exercise, it's a single hookup in the back of the mm -hmm. harness. So you're hooked up to the ceiling to this. It's almost like, um, you know, the bouncy things in the door that kids. Yeah. 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 It's almost like that you're hooked up in the back and we measured the amount of resistance based on, on your weight, you know, so that, you know, if we had somebody who was a little smaller, they wouldn't go flinging to the ceiling and somebody that was bigger, you know, so we could measure the resistance and you'd fly, you could do, we would do push-ups on the floor and clap, you know, really fun. Yeah. Stuff. That sounds fun. I, mm -hmm. I have a very large trampoline in my backyard just oh, for that. Yeah. yeah. Bouncing is, is fun and it's one of the best forms of exercise so i agree with you as like, density yeah yeah I, I mean there are certain things where it's easier on our joints and you know i um i haven't ran in a while but i used to be a runner and right. you know i i thought about well what else can i do you know swimming and during covid um, I wanted something for the kids also. Yes, so I'm like, right. well, what can, if I'm going to spend a bunch of money, what yeah. can I also enjoy <laughs> during yeah. this time of lockdown right. when we don't get to go to the pool and we don't get to right. go do certain things, you know? So we did a lot of walking and hiking and got the trampoline so we can right. do that form of exercise where well, it was really enjoyable. I taught fitness trampoline classes, but I also did fitness drumming, you know, where you would be drumming, pounding with sticks, really fun. Oh my gosh, you're speaking um, my love language here. Oh, and then there's something, there's a there's another modality that I teach called tap fit. Did you ever hear of that? No. So there are these rubber things and you put them over your sneakers and it turns your sneakers into tap shoes. What? And it is it's not a tap dance class, but it's really pounding out rhythms that oh. are more fitness rhythms. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So my so goodness. When, when I say you like to move, just don't make me be on an elliptical. Ugh, just no, not my thing. No yeah. running, no running in circles, the rat, yeah. no, rat no, no. hamster wheel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what that means. Oh, that is really cool. I, I love that you, you found other ways of motivation and yeah. I agree with you. I mean, when we go back to food, um, and I can't remember what you said now, but you said something about, I'll have to come back on that, but food is such a emotional it's a part of the joy. It's the joy of life. It's the joy of life. Joy and, of life. and we even, we commune together through food. Right. I mean, there are so much an emotion stemmed from eating. So I agree okay. who doesn't love to eat, you know? And so, but how do we well, marry? Very few, very yeah. few people who don't love it. <laughs> right. And so how do we marry, you know, a healthy lifestyle where, you know, people do dread the treadmill and, you know, the burpees and all of those things where it feels daunting. It's like, so how do we change that? And I think that's really what you do. Well, you know, the, the thing about movement is like with everything else is that it has to be a customized approach to movement. You know, when you go to the, no disrespect to gyms, because I think most movement is good movement, but um, if you go to those, places you see 
most people are doing the same thing, regardless of their age, their shape, their physical ability. Most of them are doing the same things. And your approach to movement has to change as the years progress. And I'm going to go into the science of it a little bit later. I want to talk to you about the science of what happens to your body and why I wish I knew when I was 20 and 30 and 40, what I know now. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Ah, so many good things, Essa. And I, and I love that you're, you have that picture of you when you were a baby and your mom had the perfect uh, shot with food. It's so <laughs> fitting. I hope that you added that segment into the book. And it is. And ice cream is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> and day. ice cream. Well, Let's uh let's take another commercial break and then when we okay. come back let's jump back into let's let's go into those sciences cuz I Okay, we'll do that. My favorite area. When we'll do that. Back. Hello everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of the Kim Jacobs show and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one, -on -one, we go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically 
begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. That's KimJacobsConsulting.com. Did I say KimJacobsConsulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. So um, I, I want to just like mention something real quick. I want to say happy St. Patrick's Day. And- I know, look, I... Yeah, we're, we're both wearing our green, so that's important. Wait, I have, to, I have to show you this. Yeah. Now, yeah, check it out. Oh, that's Except cool. Except I can't see well with them, so I'm not wearing them right now. So. No, I love that, but very fitting because yeah. you are uh, a McIntyre. Yeah, by, by marriage. Yes, uh-huh. yes. So cool. Wanted to shed some light on that. And I, I want to... so. Essa, you travel across the country doing uh, speaking engagements and educating Mm -hmm. your audiences. And I wanted to go over one of your speaking topics. So, and it's going into the science a little bit, but when you talk about the aging process and and who doesn't want to age, right, with power, and then you say science now tells us that there are multiple ways to do so, to age with power, and you've studied Mm -hmm. them all. The good news is, is that you can start where you are right now. And we're going to talk about focusing on natural production of youth hormones, providing the audience on three ways to start reversing the hands of time. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So, so when I work with clients, we work in five areas. Okay. So of course we're going to do nutrition, which is different for everyone we're going to do methodological movement. And that's the area where we start working with those youth hormones. Then there's confidence, rebuilding confidence. And, you know, in the aging process, because of the cultural norms that are associated with aging, especially for women, I'll talk about that, but, but um, you've got to rebuild your confidence, reignite excitement, and you need a customized team to take you through future years. And that, it doesn't matter to me if you're 40, 50, it doesn't matter. You, you need a customized team to take you through. But let's talk about hormones. And specifically, I want to talk about HGH. 
Do you know what HGH is? That's human growth hormone. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But maybe I don't know if our audience does. It's the hormone when you were a baby that was made you grow. Right. And, and like everything else, as we get older, it depletes. And so in the, in the arena of movement, there are now proven ways to get your body to naturally produce HGH, even for older people. And I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you what they are because there are these ways. And then there are other uh, more scientific uh, arenas in the areas of regenerative medicine. But, but relating to exercise, one of the things I teach is a program called Sprint 8. You can look it up online. Sprint 8 is a way that you, you what you, it's a hit, hit program, you know, high intensity interval training program where you, where you can, and anybody can do it because you do it at your own speed but you have to warm up, you warm up a little bit and then you sprint. You, I do it on an elliptical sometimes. And so I pedal as hard as I can. So I think I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You push yourself. You, you push, push yourself really 30, hard. 30 yeah. seconds, 30 seconds. Okay. And then you act, you, you actively rest. So when I say actively rest, you don't just stop. You keep going, mm-hmm. right? Slowly. And then you do it again. That's So this happens eight times. And when we do it, we have heart rate monitors on. We use MyZone heart rate monitors. Everybody uses something a little different. We like MyZone because you you don't have to look at the number. You can see the color. So the goal is to, uh, I would show you on my phone. I should have had that prepared. But if if you, um, the goal is to get in the yellow red back down to the green yellow, red, back down to the green. So that stimulates human growth hormone. But there's something even newer that I'm using now, and they're called BFR. Have you ever heard of that? It's blood flow restriction bands. Well, okay, yeah. Okay, so that started in Japan. And it was for uh, elite athletes. And they- Wait a minute. Tell me with the audience. So is this like- like what they do when they blood our or draw our blood. No, that that's different. No, no, no. <laughs> I think so blood flow restriction. Bands that you put around your arms and around your legs, or or either arms or legs. Some of us use four at a time. It just depends, and you restrict a little bit of the blood flow. Okay. And and you you want to do this with someone who's credentialed to do it, and I am. And so then you do your you do. 20 minutes is all you want to do with those bands. So you can do it at the end of a workout, the beginning of a workout that also produces, helps your body to naturally produce human growth hormone. So there's different ways, there's different methodological approaches and you got to change how you work out. Now we were taught back in the day that we should do steady state. and And you see it today, you know, you go to the gym and you see, people on the elliptical, just going for an hour, hour and a half. And that's, it's like I said, most movement is good movement. And that's okay for your brain. It's good for your brain. And you know, it's not, it's, it helps your heart some, it gets you, but it's, it's really not doing anything for your hormones. And, and there's a post burn when you're doing sprinting. So yes, you're burning, 
you know, like crazy when you're doing it, but there's what we call epoch, the, the afterburn of calories. And in that kind of sprinting, you burn long after you stop doing it. Yeah. So there's, there's different methods. And that one I love because you could, both those two that I mentioned, you could do them at any fitness level. Yeah. You start small, you build up. Right. Oh, those so, are really cool. And there's definitely a, a lot of science behind it. Right. And, you know, on the topic of hormones outside of HGH, you know, my generation, it, back in the day, you know, they had two very big studies. It was the, I think it was the nurses study and the women's initiative where they had these women on Premarin and Prempro. Now those are hormones most women are uh, familiar at least with bioidentical hormones, right? And, but back in the day, those hormones were taken from horses, from horse urine specifically. Oh, and there nice. were two hormones in there that actually matched human hormones, right? Mm -hmm. so, so they, so they did this study using that as the model and, and deduced that hormones cause cancer, which really they retracted that years later, but people are still believing that. And I'm not a doctor, so you should speak to your doctor about that. But, but the reality is without hormones, if you don't take methodological approaches and, and move and eat differently as you get older, if you're not supplementing with hormones, you literally will wither away <laughs> to say that, but your bones, you know, you get osteoporosis, you get sarcopenia, which is loss of muscle. You just have to take approaches that make sense that are different than when you were 20. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, that's me. I mean, you, I wish I'd known then what I know now in terms of, how to exercise. So, you know, women are working their way up to weightlifting three times a week. You've got to weightlift. You, I mean, you have to keep, you, no muscle, loss of muscle is, yeah. aging, rap, makes you age rapidly. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I wish I could. So is that, so what, is, what was the third? Cause you gave, did you give the third one? I'm writing it all down. Those are the two exercise ones. The other ones are nutrition. Nutrition. Okay. Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nutrition. And then, so I gave you the, the middle of the Oreo, bad pun, I know, but <laughs> I gave you the icing of the Oreo. Because if, I mean, if I had to, I, I, I would not want to leave any podcast that I do without talking about um, methodological approaches to moving for aging populations. It's, it's so important that you don't do now what you did then that you, that you modify it in ways that are going to help. Now let's, yeah. you want to double back to nutrition for a second? Yeah, we can. But first I, I, well, yes. Yeah, you go. You I get so excited. Um, so I want to, I want to ask you a little bit because you talked about the importance of having a team. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and why that, that is so important to have people behind you, to back you, to support you? I'm going to tell you why. First of all, 
we are, as you said in the introduction, we are all cut from a custom cloth. We are unique, each of us. And for that reason, we don't all need the same things. And so what I've done for my population is I've written a course that has 60 videos in it. And it's not just me. I've invited chiropractors to record with me, Ayurvedic medicine specialists, doctors. Um, I have even invited uh, retirement financial specialists and wardrobe specialists and estheticians who talk about how to treat aging skin. And that's because we each have different needs. I might, on my team, I might have a chiropractor and a massage therapist and a stretch therapist, um, but somebody else might not love chiropractic. They might more like physical therapy mm -hmm. or other some other modality. So I have all of those specialties come in and speak to them so that they know what out there in the universe is available for them. If you have back pain, if you have neck pain, it, because even young people, I find, have, you know, one thing or the other hurts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me especially lately. So much work on the computer. I'm like, dear Lord, my, my aching back and neck. What's um, available in the universe? What is myofascial release and how do you do it? And then we talk about what they can do at home. So yeah. there's uh, in the exercise. So there's five categories. I hope I'm not going too fast. There's five categories, nutrition, movement, confidence building, reigniting excitement, and how to build a team to take you through and get you what you need. So those are the five categories. Like within the exercise category, we teach sprint eight, we teach BFR, but I also say, this is a stability ball. Why on yeah. earth would you want this big thing in your house? What do you do with it? What mm -hmm. is it? How do you use it? Okay. You can use it as a chair yeah. while you're watching TV. Right. Or here's, here's the different kinds of weights in the universe. Which weight does which thing and why would you use it? So they get to learn. And that way when they go to the gym, it's not so intimidating. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of women in the universe who. They who, don't know how to use the equipment. No. Yeah. They've the never been taught. I, I think that's, that's excellent that you offer that because, and I agree with you. I love that you have those five pillars. It's very much like what I've talked about with the wellness driven life, you know, the eight pillars of wellness, the eight dimensions, and you know, it's the best way that I can describe because there's more than just one thing. You can't just do one thing. It's not just about Oh, I do this physical activity every day of my life and I am, I'm whole, right. you know, it's not about that. There's so much more. It's, it's under this massive umbrella of balancing in these different categories. And, and I love the teams that you have brought on and, and that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, why wouldn't you? And it's well, incredible it's that you offer. There's that. no way for me to know everything. Right. Yeah. I am a specialist in my lane of, you know, but, but what I do for my clients is I research for them. You know, you know how right. you research every diet under the sun. We've grown up, we've lived in this bubble of diet and exercise and cookie cutter approaches to weight loss. And, and what's happened, right? We, yeah. we were still confused, number one. 
you know, when I was growing up, it was low fat, eat cereal, blah, blah, blah. Today it's keto and low carb or carnivore or whatever. How do you even know? I do all the research for my clients so that, so that they understand the science behind what's going on. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's go to another quick commercial break and then let's dive into that other aspect that you wanted to, when we get back. And I, I think that it's just great and fascinating. And, you know, that's why the wellness driven life show has different guests, different specialists, different stories, because, you know, that's what it takes. It takes the village. It's the village. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play this and we'll be right back. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. I want to write quick to encourage our audience. I know I've had a couple of comments come through, and I just want to continue to encourage the viewers right now during this live. If you have questions for Esther or myself, please put them in the chat and we will get to you during the show. I know, let's see, we have one from, uh, I have a couple from Annette. She says, awesome, loved that. And she also mentioned, I'm one of those who doesn't love to eat. <laughs> oh, wow, you're rare. Yeah. But, you. but make sure you do get your nutrition though, <laughs> right? You gotta prioritize your protein at least. She does. She does. All right. So tell me, tell me more, Esther, about all of it. Okay. So let's see, where, where do we want to go from here? So here's what's so wonderful. We, we are living in, in just a wonderful time now. I agree. And we are on the cutting edge of regeneration medicine right? Yeah. There's, there's a great book out there. I don't have any interest in it at all. I don't get paid for it, but it is called life force. I've and heard of that. And I'm going to write new, it down because I haven't read Tony it. Robbins book. And, and he, I lied. I do have that book. Yes. Tony. Book. Yeah. No, yeah. So I he did does the two chapters at the beginning and two chapters at the end, but the middle is written by physicians. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I ran into it at Costco actually. And um, I couldn't put it down. So, so I purchased it. Talks, it speaks to right. the future of medicine. And, but you, you know, you have to, you are the captain of your ship yeah. and you've got to stand your ground because traditional medicine, and I'm not anti-traditional medicine. I love my doctor. I'm not, but you, you there are, there are new uh, peptides out there that are making all of the difference, especially for aging populations. So there are, there's a couple of peptides actually that will, they're, they're called messenger peptides. That's, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Uh, and they give your brain the message to, for example, produce HGH. And that's another way to get your body 
to produce HGH without shooting up HGH. You would never want to take HGH. It's hard to regulate. It's very expensive. People just really hardly do that anymore. So no, um, but I, I think what I'm hearing from you is you're you're talking about messengers. messengers. So like you have to. It, it makes sense not to just put it in there, but to to bring the messengers to bring them exactly. out to activate them. Exactly. Yeah? So you're doing yeah. it through your movement. You're doing it. it I mean, you got to do that with a doctor who really understands it. Not every physician understands it. And I yeah. think some physicians even call it, you know, think it's snake oil. So, you know, you have to be, you have to find yeah. the, the right physician. That's one of the other things I do for my client is I research the physicians who are doing this, who are um, aging specialists. Now I, in my practice That's above I, and beyond Esta. That's great. I, I just do that for them. I, t I don't, cool. I don't, um, I don't tell them you should, because really they have to make that decision. But I, but I tell them what's available out there in the universe. Right. And I, I think it's, I don't call it in my, in my practice, I don't call it anti-aging. I call it pro-aging because anti-aging would, would say I'm against aging. And certainly I'd rather age than not, <laughs> you know? So I call it pro-aging. But it's not just about aging. It's about aging with power. Mm. This is one of the big things I wanted to say to you is that um, I alluded to it earlier. I spoke about it earlier, but, but men in our culture, they age, they, they age with dignity usually, right? So, mm. I mean, they get the little gray at the temples and the they, crown. they're more respected as they get older. Women, I don't know if you ever watch TV and watch some of the ways that women are depicted in television commercials, right? We're hunched over, the big buns on the top of the head that are gray, and they can't see, and they're and they're walking with. I mean, do they have a, a sewing needle in their hands? Yeah, I know they're hunched over with a walker. You know, like come on, really. And I'm going to say one more thing, and I'm I'm going to pray that this is not controversial. I'll, I'll take a pause and then you can cut it out if it's <laughs> controversial. I'll try not. Wait, you know, we're going live, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but let's talk about, I want to talk to you about the days when COVID first came into the universe, right? I own, I was in California. I owned a gym there and my population is 50 and older. I have men, men and women. And, and the first thing, what was the first thing we were told? If you're 65, stay home, you're going to die. Right. Oh, that was the first thing we were. That yeah, really yeah, was the message. Right. I, it, it was the inferred message, that. not if you're in bad shape or if you have comorbidities or, or if health you, issues. It was all 65 year olds stay home. Yeah. Right? I remember that now. It's funny I how felt, we forget these so quickly. I didn't think anything about aging at that point. I've always done what I wanted to do. Um, but my population was so fearful and believed mm. that they were going to die from this. Yeah. And I'm not, I am not minimizing COVID. I have a healthy respect for COVID. You know, oh. it, this is not about COVID at all, but this is more about the cultural norms and the way we look at aging populations, right? What if we could 
turn back that clock a little bit. What if we could continue to produce and contribute to society in viable ways? That's what this is about. It's not about not dying. It's about living until it's our time to go. That's beautiful. And that's why want, Can you say that again? Because that's just It beautiful. isn't about not dying. It's about living until it's our time to go. Yeah. I, I think about the Queen of England, right? I don't know if you remember um, the Queen of England, but she... Yeah. Um, in her, in her last days, two days before she passed away, she met with the prime minister and um, and greeted her and did all of this stuff. And then she got her stuff together. And two days later, she was done. And I, I grant, granted, she was very active her whole life. She had her corgi dogs and she rode horses. And, but But she lived until it was her time to go. And... Wouldn't it be wonderful if if we could minimize disease, if some of these peptides and longevity medicine stem cell processes that they have in the works, wouldn't it be wonderful if future generations could turn back the clock a little bit so that they could continue to contribute? Yeah. Right? And not only that, I'll say one more thing. So you got me on my soapbox, but the... Problem solving in our world has to be multi-generational, right? Mm -hmm. And when I started researching this, I found out that millennials don't like baby boomers and baby boomers don't like millennials. <laughs> Why? You know, it's so silly when you think about it because one blames one for the environmental problems. The other thinks the other is lazy, whatever they think. And when in reality to, to solve problems and produce in this world of ours we have to work together yeah that's how right. i see it yeah yeah all right that's enough of that okay <laughs> <laughs> well okay so um tell me what you mean by defying the cultural norms associated with aging it's it's what i said to you so it's how television depicts older people yeah it's being blind deaf dumb, you know, I mean, yeah, for the most part. And, and when in reality, there, there are issues with aging. So there's no denying that things happen to you as you age, you know, but that, that doesn't mean that you can't contribute to society. And it's up to each of those of us that are in the category of aging populations, it's our responsibility to do the things every day to stay as vital as humanly possible. Yeah. And that includes your, um, your sprint eight and yeah. your, your blood flow restriction bands, which that's, that's a new one to me. Mm. I have never heard of that. Um, and the nutritional aspect. So let's go into the nutritional aspect a little bit. Good. What what is what is your recommendations or what have you learned? Tell yeah, us about so, that. Well, I, I mentioned before that nutrition is a customized, has to be customized for each person. So what I do is for not least, from the same cloth. Not from the same cloth. Yeah. So 
with each person, I start most people at the same place. So I have a formula that I use where I calculate, I look at their BMR, I calculate their basal metabolic rate, which mm -hmm. is theoretically the amount of calories you burn if you're not, you know, if you're at rest, basically. Because even when you sleep, you're burning calories if you're living, right? So, so I take that number and I calculate, I have a formula that I use to calculate their calories and that's the uniqueness and I start their macronutrients all the same. And I, I, I ask them, not only do I ask them to log their food, but I can see what they've logged. So I can log in at any time and look at their food diaries, not to ever say this, but so that I can say to them, try this, try that, switch this out, switch that out. And, and over time, we see what their body responds to and does not respond to. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Here's another key. So this is another light bulb for you. Let's say, does everybody know what a macronutrient is? Let me tell you what it is just in case. So, so those are your protein, fat, carbohydrate. Let's just, there's, let's just leave it at, at the three, right? Protein, fats, and carbohydrates. And you, you really want to keep track of those. And then when you're like, if I put you at 40% protein, cause I'm always going to prioritize protein. That's another light bulb. Um, I'm, I, let's say I do 40 protein, 40 carbohydrates, 40, um, 40, 30, 30, 40 protein, 30 carbohydrates, 30 fats, right? You're going to do that. You're going to have great results. I'm going to talk about one other element in a minute. And, but then you'll plateau. That's what it, it just happens. And so then we have to, what I call macronutrient cycle. So I change it up a little bit and, but it's impossible for me to know how to help you to change it up unless I can see what you're doing. So that's the reason for logging. After some period of time, you choose not to log because you know what you're doing. You know, Esther, that reminds me a little bit about your sprint, you know, because when you're, when you're switching things up, so the sprint, you're going really, really fast and you're pushing yourself and then you, you back down a little bit and now you don't stop moving, but you, you continue on just maybe a little more gracefully, right? And not so hard, but I feel like that's kind of your description of what you're doing with food and the right. different amounts and percentages of what you're giving your body, but not just keeping that the same consistently. Like right. you're, you're switching it up a little yes, bit and allowing your body. A, it's a quality too. So you can't do that with Oreos and Hostess and whatever else. You, you know. can't. You can't. No. So- so there's that, but, but there's another very, very critical element of that. And that's the sugar intake mm. because, because the American Heart Association tells women 25 grams of sugar per day and men 35 or 36 grams of sugar per day. So, so the first week that somebody that I'm working with someone, I tell them, I don't care. I don't care what you eat, just 25 grams of sugar a day for women. So, and I, you can eat whole chickens if you want 25 grams of sugar every day. And that's their first week. That's what they do. They only count grams of sugar, nothing else because, and I, and I, and I teach them how to wean off of sugar 
Yeah. Right? Because well, they, that's like the number one, isn't it? That everybody has the most difficulty with, I feel. Right. Like. And the, but the, that's true. But the reason why to cut back on sugar is not from a, just from a weight loss, fat loss point of view. It's because everything, I think most things that go wrong with the body are caused by inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. Inflammation. And we're finding that besides all of the inflammatory foods, there's a whole list of inflammatory foods. Sugar causes inflammation. Absolutely. Sugar, lack of sleep, stress. We could, we could go on. Oh but yeah. Well, and, and we should, <laughs> you know, and this is what the audience deserves to know what every, what the world deserves to know. That's why we have the show is to really paint the picture of the realities and the sciences behind and the whys and what can we do to change and to be better and to live more vibrantly? That's exactly what it is. So in the nutrition area, it's 25 grams of sugar for women, 35 for men. In the movement area, I mean, I wish I could tell you everything I know in this one little session, but I can't. In the movement area, you want to include sprinting and BFR and, you know, blood flow restriction. Then you've got to do the confidence right? You've got to build confidence. And, and a lot of the confidence work is, is space repetition, right? So how did you learn your ABCs, right? We, repetition. we, we even sung it. A, B, yeah. C, D. I won't sing because I, I don't want to do that to you, but, but <laughs> we, how did you learn how to spell Mississippi, right? Am I SSI, SSI people? And you said yeah. it and you said it and you said, I mean, mm -hmm. I think I always say if I ever go senile, I'll, I'll, I'll always know how to spell Mississippi, <laughs> know the alphabet, you know? So the only way that you can change your mind is through spaced repetition. Yeah. And the, what's the most powerful self-talk? I mean, what's the most powerful input is self-talk. I just gave away the answer, but it's, we are influenced by outside sources. We're influenced from the time we're born by, you know, mom and dad or by parents, by teachers, by friends. But the most powerful input is what you say to yourself, even if you say it silently. Mm. It's the truth. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's the truth. And then we make we make every we make lists of everything that we want to do. For example, I have the Centenarian Olympics, right? So when you're 100 years old, what do you want to do? Well, personally, I'd like to travel. Well, so what does that mean? It means I have to be able to lift a 30 pound bag into the overhead bin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I have to train to lift the 30 pound bag up, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, if a running, if a child is running towards me or a dog, you know, I don't want to get knocked over. I want to be able to squat down and brace so that I can even lift that child up, right? Balance. So there's certain things that we defined that you, you know, when we get to be a hundred why don't we train for those things? You know, more people come to me. I'll give you a classic, classic example, pickleball. I love pickleball, not anti-pickleball. Okay. <laughs> don't call me up or write me letters. 
Um, but I get people that come to me because they're a little older and pickleball is the thing to do. That's what older people are doing right now. Even younger people, but a lot of older people are taking up pickleball, but they've never trained to play pickleball. So I get, I see people coming in, um, I get referrals from physical therapists. So they, so I do corrective exercise. So they come to see me after physical therapy is done and they come to me with hurt knees, hurt ankles, hurt elbows, hurt shoulders. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they haven't trained to play pickleball, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a whole weekend warrior thing. Wow. So got to sh- train functionally. Well, speaking of fun things, Esther, you you answered some of my fun facts, and I always love when guests do this. So okay. I want to talk a little bit about it. Okay, um, I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. Okay, are you? <laughs> there's nothing bad here. This is great. Uh, so I always ask, share something that most people wouldn't know about you, like a fun fact, hobby, food bucket mm-hmm. list, something unique. And you said that I was a music major and trumpet player. Was I was a trumpet player. I loved every second of it. Um, but you know, when you when you're a music major, there's not very many places to go. You can be a music teacher, and if and if you're good enough, you can play in a symphony or something, which I wasn't. <laughs> so yeah. So so you so you loved it. Did it have? Do you still play? I don't play trumpet. I play piano now. I gave my trumpet to my brother-in-law. So yeah, I don't do the trumpet anymore. Well, I hope he used it well. He uh, did. He plays more than I ever played. Oh, great. That's cool. See, but I'll tell that, you, back, cool. back in the day, though, it was so much fun because girls, women didn't play trumpet, right? Mm. So back when I was going through school they didn't play trumpet and so it was me and 12 men in the trumpet section (laughs) what could be better than that right so so you were always kind of like outside of the the norm of the crowd anyway my poor husband yes we've been married 48 and a half years and he just knew what he was (laughs) that's beautiful how cool yeah You also said that I owned a mobile dog grooming business in New York City with Park Avenue clients in my 20s. How fun is that? That's how we bought our first house with, you know, I always worked a job, but I always was doing, I was always doing something on the side. And Scott and I did that. My husband and I did that together and we had portable table and those people were, became family. Yeah. You know? So yes, I did do that. I love dogs. I don't groom anymore. That sounds like such a fun experience though, too. And, and you've definitely always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Always, always. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about your business. So before we close, cause you okay. know, I don't know how the hour goes by so fast, but it seems it. to be yeah. going when, when good things are happening. So Let's talk about your business. I want to share with the audience that I do have it scrolling along the bottom. And also it's going to be in the description of this video. So you have a couple of different incredible businesses, but we're going to share a couple. Um, But you can access the websites at www.myhealthstudio.com and www.estamcintyre.com. Now the estamcintyre.com is where you can access 
Esta's book. Yeah. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about, about your businesses. Tell the audience what you do. Well, I mean, I think we know a little bit about you do what you do in your training and, you know, you travel and you speak on stages. So maybe some access there. I would, I would say to you that there are silver linings when bad things happen, there can be silver linings. And what I do now is uh, my COVID silver lining. I owned a gym in Southern California. Um, we were told the same night that we were closing and I told the front desk, I had six employees, told the front desk, call everybody and tell them to get here with their vans and cars and whatever. And we sent them home with balls and bands and trampolines and weights and whatever wasn't nailed down. And we streamed live the next day. They let us come back for two weeks and then they closed us again. And I could see the handwriting on the wall. I just could tell that the population would never be the same. They were really scared and so um, at that time, I, my, my book was due to be released when? March 2020. So we pulled the book back. I got to write a chapter on COVID and we released the book and I wrote that course and developed a business called Flourish After 50. And that's a story in and of itself. So my health studio is the, uh, the gym. I have a gym here in Ivins, Utah. And that's where I also work with multiple sclerosis clients because I'm credentialed to work with them. And I really much, it's very hard to work with those people remotely. So mm -hmm. that's what it is for. And it's, that's a big part of my heart. And I work with my other clients, whether it's for fitness, nutrition, um, or the course I work all over the United States, I work remotely and teach people how to take their power back in the aging process. Mm. Did that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we didn't even really get to dive into your passion for MS. Um, mm. I, I've got stories about that too. And so I love that that is one of your passions and your assistance with that and just being the light in the world for, you know, helping people age gracefully and, you know, I, I love the aspect that you use about what are you going to do when you're a hundred and how are we going to get you there? So you can do that. And that's really cool. Right. Thank you so much for being a guest Thank on this you show. For having me. Thank you. My, our, uh, my pleasure. And tell me, is there, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience today? Just do what you need to do to stay standing you know, you, you can, if you want to go to flourishafter50.com, which is not on the bottom of the screen, flourishafter50.com, you can book a no cost consultation with me. I'm, there's a calendar. If you go to the contact page, there's a calendar there and I can chat with you a little bit more about you personally. I'd be happy to do that. You can also look in the June edition. I think it is a brain and life magazine. I'm in there for the work I did in Los Angeles with multiple sclerosis clients um, and how we were able to get them grants to come. So I think, did I answer you? I think so. Yeah. I, I, you are so generous with your time and offering consultations with the audience. No, you are because you're so knowledgeable and I love that. And it, all of this information is going to be in the description link below. So I want to remind our guests for that. I also want to remind everyone that 
whoever is watching this replay, if you have comments or questions, please leave your questions and comments and we will return those in the future and answer them promptly. And yeah, I just want to thank you again, Esther, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. It's been a pleasure and an honor having you. You're welcome. And I want to remind our guests that we wouldn't be here. The Wellness Driven Life Show wouldn't be here without your generous contributions. You can donate on our website, www.thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com, and we will send you an incredible email and you can save that for your records. So I just wanted to let everybody know that and goodbye for now. And I want to wish everybody a very happy uh, day and may the luck of the Irish be with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye for now.